4: Welcome to the War Room. It is June 15th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. It's not Stephen K. Bannon hosting, though. You've probably picked up on that by now. It's Natalie Winters filling in for the one and only. But I have to say... The people who are watching the show on a Friday afternoon, I am very excited to be here because that is the War Room Posse. That is the core members of the MAGA movement, so I am very honored uh, to be running the show this hour, but don't worry, we have a very, very full and packed lineup of wonderful guests who also understand that there is no rest for the wicked, no rest for the woke, so here in the War Room... We don't get a lot of sleep, and I'm pretty sure the same goes for my first guest, Darren J. Beatty of Revolver News and really just of, of Twitter fame. And a lot more. We both went to U Chicago, so I always love having my fellow Maroons on the show. But Darren, I won't even ask you a long, rambling question. I'll just get right to it. Some stunning revelations about the pipe bomb narrative, uh, and it's just that, a narrative, from the FBI, uh, from the really the lead investigator uh, on the whole entire story. Can you tell us what we're learning as a result of House Judiciary?
5: Absolutely. And first, I'd like to say I'm thrilled to be on the war room and thrilled to be on the better half of the war room. And I'm especially <laughs> thrilled to speak to the elite of the elite. As you mentioned, the people watching War Room right now, people watching War Room on a Friday afternoon, these are the people on the front lines. These are the people who deserve to hear the big stuff first. And I've got a really big story that these stalwarts listening right now have probably been following for a long time because we started this pipe bomb story really on the war room. It was revolver and the war room that started the whole thing about the Fed erection exposing every single angle of it and i always said there are two smoking guns of the Fed Surrection. one is the case of ray epps and one is the case of the so-called pipe bomb and we've covered so many angles to the pipe bomb story from how it was impossible in the way that they claimed that it was found at the RNC, the way they claimed it wasn't found at the DNC. It was synchronized in this perfect fashion as to be simply incomprehensible. Um, All of these questions down to the forensics of proving definitively that the FBI is withholding critical footage and otherwise that the FBI is presented obviously deliberately degraded footage to the public that they claim they're desperate for the public's help to identify this pipe bomber. And so this is an amazing thing, because all of these questions, burning questions that Revolver News raised, were actually posed to the hack in charge of the investigation, a man that I proudly called a scumbag on this program. That's a scumbag who goes by the name of Steven D'Antonio. But it turns out this scumbag can do some surprising things because he volunteered himself. He volunteered himself to the Judiciary Committee to ask, answer questions. And he answered questions about the pipe bomb, and some of these were really bizarre and explosive answers. So Congressman Thomas Massey, who... Um, I worked with on this, he basically asked the questions that I gave him based on Revolver News' research. He asked a number of interesting things. First, I think the most important thing from this, he asked D'Antonio, we know from the surveillance footage that this alleged pipe bomber was using a cell phone. Did you use geofencing technology to identify this person in the same fashion we know that the FBI has been using geofencing to track, identify, and ultimately charge other J6 participants. And here's where the answer gets interesting. Giantuono, the body language is amazing from the description. He just kind of clammed up. He looked weird. He started getting agitated and twitching and basically said, you know what? You know I hate to answer it this way, but I got to tell you the truth. The truth is we did do geofencing and the telecom company said, we have our data for that time and place is corrupted. He said, that he acknowledged this was extremely unusual. Of all the times, of all the places, it happens to be the time and place of this pipe bomb suspect and the data is corrupted. The dog ate the cell phone data. And DiAntuono literally said, look, I don't wanna encourage any conspiracies, but that's the reality the data is corrupted. And so we're going to follow up on this really strongly. The letter that Jim Jordan sent is making a number of critical demands. One of those demands is for all of the telecom data. We want to know which companies, and we know they have other ways to get this data. There are other companies that have it. The NSA has it. Multiple intelligence agencies have it. If they want it, they can get it, and we're going to force their hand on this. The other thing that they demand is the full chain of custody of the DNC footage that Revolver News proved was deliberately degraded. And interestingly enough, D'Antuono acknowledges that this is Inexplicably unusual to have that level of degradation of the footage that the DNC provided. He didn't say anything other than that, but he said it was completely unusual. And generally speaking, through the whole line of questioning, you had the guy who was the public face of this investigation, through both his body language and his statements, basically admit it was a sham investigation. And so we're taking this latest development in the case. We have a number of critical demands for the FBI, and we're, now it's time to push harder than ever because we have the public face of it. Now, you got to do psychological profiles of these people. This guy I called him a scumbag, but he's also a weak scumbag. He's not even a great villain. He's not even a great villain. We have great villains like Mike Chertoff. If you just look at his face, it's like it's from another world. Mike Chertoff, go look at that face. He's somebody who can carry dark secrets on his shoulders like it's nothing. It's 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 just nothing. Some people are just made like that. I think maybe the Clintons are made like that too. There are others who are just you know smooth, <laughs> smooth criminals, as Michael Jackson would say. D'Antuono is not a smooth criminal. He's a man who should be you know selling. Italian sausages with Mike Pompeo at the same, you know, deli, something like that. He's not someone who can handle this. And I think he's basically worried that he's going to be the fault guy for this sham investigation because after revolvers started hitting the pipe bomb investigation over and over and over, you know, remember this guy, after he oversaw the Fed napping, that egregious entrapment operation known as the Fednapping case in, in Michigan, the, the alleged plot to kidnap um, Gretchen Whit- Whitmer. After that, Christopher Ray handpicked him to oversee the Washington field office, a very coveted position. This is the stepping stone to the highest levels the highest levels where you have the real crooks, not just the small time crooks, not the bebop and rock steady. You're into shredder territory, getting up to the seventh floor of the Hoover building. He was positioned perfectly to get up there. And yet he resigned quietly. And now he's working at KPMG, the accounting firm. And so he's got cold feet. He's coming clean. We wrote in another report, incidentally, that he came clean about the Mar-a-Lago raid. Amazingly, he told the Judiciary Committee that there were four critical aspects of the Mar-a-Lago raid that completely defied protocol and were completely illegitimate. And this is, of course, the raid that now serves as the basis of the sham indictment against Trump. So the kind of the buried lead here, other than you know total vindication for our pipe bomb reporting, is we have, if not a whistleblower, from one of the top FBI scumbags, we have kind of a cooperative witness. And for whatever reason, he's, whether it's a guilty conscience, whether he wants to cover his bases because he knows the full truth is going to come out eventually, whatever the reason, This guy is cooperating on a number of critical things that he could very easily do what everyone else does, which is say, I can't comment on ongoing investigations, whatever. He didn't take that cop out. He took some, but he didn't take that cop out. And he provided absolutely explosive and damning information. So for people who are ready to read this story, who are ready to see how dark things are in this country, who are ready to stomach it because we need to keep the pressure on, go to Revolver News. Revolver.news right now. Read the story. Share it with everyone, because now the key is to keep the pressure on and to force them to come forward with the information that we need to get the full truth out to the American public.
4: Well, Darren, as much as I would love to continue discussions about physiognomy with you and how these tech glitches always seem to favor one side, namely the Democratic Party. Unfortunately, we do have to let you go because we've got to jump to Ben Berkwam, who's live outside one of the, uh, I was about to say one of the scumbag Bidens, but there's so many I got to qualify, Hunter Biden, uh, out of his live court appearance. But Darren, if people want to follow you on social media, what are your coordinates?
5: At Darren J. Beattie on Twitter, at Revolver News and Gitter, and Revolver.News for the latest white-hot story, the latest headache for the illegitimate scumbags who are running our country into the ground.
4: A must-follow, and I guess scumbag, not very ladylike of me, but uh, is the word of the show today. Darren, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us.
5: (laughs) Thank you, Natalie. Thank
1: you so much.
4: Now, someone who is certainly the antithesis of a scumbag, someone who is a wonderful father, I'm certainly not talking about Hunter Biden, uh, is Ben Burquam, who is, unfortunately, I feel bad for you. You got the tough assignment, this, this run of things. Uh, you are down in Arkansas, or I guess up in Arkansas, uh, outside of the courthouse. Can you update our viewers? We last saw you at around 10 or 11 a.m. Uh, what have you seen since then?
6: Yeah, well, just a a quick update, Uh, Daily Mail reported, and they're they're one of the only two media outlets that were out here, they've been out here all week, that... Uh, London Roberts is actually in the in the room in this deposition, surprised Hunter Biden. She didn't have to be here, but she's there basically putting him on the spot. We're anticipating the motorcade coming out here any second, so if you see me, keep looking behind me. Now, it could go into the evening, what the, the judge's order was. It's going to continue until completion, so whatever that means. Uh, obviously, tomorrow's a Saturday. Most attorneys don't work on Saturdays, but uh, it's potential that this could go into tomorrow. We anticipate it, though, ending today. The thing that, that really gets me on this is the fact that they even got to this point at all because right now what's happening in the building behind us is they're, they're they're deposing hunter biden they're going through all of his financial records and and questioning him and the the plaintiffs in this case uh have the ability to question him basically on anything i'm interested to know if the question of so you know to to step back a second Hunter Biden doesn't wanna to have to pay child support for his love child that he had with London Roberts. $20,000 a month, approximately. Uh, he doesn't wanna to have to pay that. He says he's not making enough money on the artwork. He shouldn't be making a dime on the artwork because it's terrible, but he supposedly he's not making enough money on that. So the question I would have, and I wish I was in the room, we actually came out here with the hopes we'd be able to confront him because the mainstream media is obviously not gonna do it, is what happened to that $5 million you got from Burisma or the millions of dollars you got from China? Where did that money go? Why can't that go to paying your child support? Uh, I'd also really love to ask him about the $5 million that went to Joe Biden and, and whether or not that was bribery for him. And if he's still on the hook for, for Ukraine and all of this, you know, the questions that you would Certainly. hope the mainstream media would ask, they're not asking it, but we're, we're here, we're gonna follow it. We're gonna try to ask it and hopefully be able to confront him at the same time.
4: Ben, unfortunately, we gotta let you go. I wish these blocks were longer, but if people want Understood. to follow you and your work, where can they find you?
6: So I've been posting all day. You can see the motorcade going in uh, this morning at Ben Berquam. That's B-E-N-B-E-R-G-Q-U-A-M. And then, of course, FrontlineAmerica.com and then AmericasVoice.News. Again, we're one of the only ones out here actually covering this, trying to get to the bottom of the Biden crime family. And as you called them and Darren Beatty called them the scumbags, the scumbag <laughs> Bidens.
4: Scumbag may be too euphemistic. I think I may be revising my my former use of the term. It's too nice. It's use, too nice. Uh, it's ter- too it's nice. Too nice. Yes. Corrupt. You know, there's there's no room demons, for niceties demons. and pleasantries in the war room. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. And Warren Posse, hang in there. We got a very packed show. We got some live coverage. We got Jane Zirkle and I think Jack Posobiec on the ground in my home state and home city of Los Angeles in California uh, at the Catholic March against the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the blasphemous anti-Catholic hate group. Maybe the Southern Poverty Law Center should put them on their hate map and not moms for liberty. I won't hold my breath. But in the meantime, we'll be right back after this short break.
0: Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon B A N N O N to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Text Bannon B A N N O N to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today.
4: Welcome back to The War Room. It's still Natalie Winters, not Stephen K. Bannon hosting, but nonetheless, we have some very high-quality guests, including Dr. Peter McCullough. But remember, this show is so important because of the segments like the one we just did. In other words, January 6th, right, according to the establishment, should have been the the original sin committed by MAGA to justify their purges of the institutions of anyone who dared to say the words America first, anyone who dared to support Donald J. Trump it's why we see this full-blown weaponization of the federal government against us. But we know the narrative of January 6 is crumbling before our very eyes, especially as we turn over more and more stones, thanks to the work of people like Darren J. Beatty. But there really is a parallel track when it comes to COVID and the vaccines. In other words, they need this narrative that COVID and all these future pandemics that according to Fauci and the leaders of the WHO, according to them, the next one's just right around the corner even though I thought COVID was supposed to be a once in a hundred year pandemic. Funny how that narrative changed overnight. But they they use these pandemics, they use COVID as a pretext to push mass vaccines and mask mandates and school lockdowns and really lockdowns of all of society on us. And that's why it's so important that we have voices like Dr. Peter McCullough, who really led the charge in fighting back against these COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. And please note, I said Dr. Peter McCullough, and I didn't say Dr. Fauci because Dr. Peter McCullough is a lot more deserving of the title doctor because his work actually helps the American people in the world writ large. But there's a new concerning story that we wanted to have you join the show to discuss, and that has to do with mRNA vaccines, this time not being used on us mere mortal humans. But being used on livestock, I think it's going on in Australia. Can you walk us
3: through uh, what is going on? It's completely unnecessary as we see this unfold. Uh, You know, self-replicating RNA as well as DNA vaccines have been used in swine since about 2017, Uh, And there, we don't think there's any problem with the human food supply because of the curing and cooking process of pork. But beef is totally different. Uh, You know, beef is eaten at at different stages of rareness. Uh, Some countries actually eat beef rare. And we know now from a paper by Zhang and colleagues from a small Chinese company, December 2022, that messenger RNA can be absorbed across the mammalian GI tract. So there's a great concern that if the vaccine companies with great zeal move into vaccination of cattle or chicken or other forms of livestock, that there could be transmission of genetic material into human beings. This would be a disaster because the animals are being vaccinated against illnesses that humans don't get. And then we'd be expressing these foreign antigens in our body for months or years afterwards. So we need a complete ban on messenger RNA moving into livestock, and then we need transparency on what genetic vaccines are already used in uh, swine. So on the transmission point,
4: specifically the fact that there really isn't adequate scientific evidence to support or at least confirm that there is no transfer to humans. You know, I, I subscribe to the mindset, if it ain't broke, don't, or if it ain't broke, don't try to break it yourself and then fix it with mRNA vaccines, right? It sort of seems weird, like there's this outside sort of nebulous force, whether it was with the COVID-19 vaccines, in this case it has to do with the food supply, but there seems to be someone or some entity that is really, I would argue, unnecessarily and unjustifiably, at least when you look at the lack of scientific evidence to really bolster this this pro-mRNA narrative that we see. Where is this coming from And your best guess? Why do you think there's such a push to make everything mRNA-derived or mRNA-focused as opposed to just going with the old tricks in the book?
3: United States has made a, a tremendous commitment to messenger RNA vaccines through government research since 1985. It's spent tens of billions of dollars. Nothing's come out of it. Uh, DARPA had a program called the ADEPT P3 since 2012, trying to make messenger RNA vaccines for pandemics. They were rushed through, obviously, for COVID. They failed and were a tremendous debacle for the country. Uh, Now we have literally have this uh, wasted investment. And I think the companies are simply looking for applications of trying to use the technology. There's no medical emergency or clinical indication in beef or any other livestock. The livestock are doing fine. In fact, um, we have... Uh, traditional vaccines that work just fine in livestock, the core pack, clustradial pack and reproductive pack for beef, uh, for example. So a a, a meeting in 2005 by the World Health Organization said if genetic vaccines are going to be used in the food supply uh, and potentially could transfect human beings, we actually have to have them go through the FDA. Right now, that's not happening. Only the USDA is trying to advance the genetic vaccines with the companies. I think the, I think we should step in and ban all genetic vaccines in animals now, and and make sure that humans are safe.
4: 1985. That's just one year after Anthony Fauci was uh, appointed head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. As Steve always says, no conspiracies, only coincidences. But. Hey, uh, before, I want to talk to you a little bit more about COVID and all the, the wonderful stuff that you've done in terms of the vaccine and the, the origins. But before we get there, just one more time, I know the article that we're talking about, it's a great piece in The Spectator, uh, deals specifically with Australia. But to your knowledge, is it going on here in the United States? In other words, should people actively be concerned about the application of this mRNA technology and our food supply and the cows here?
3: uh, USDA on its website has active research program with messenger RNA, for instance, for bovine respiratory syncytial virus. Uh, And uh, Representative Holly Jones in Missouri uh, put forward a bill to just have transparency if this comes out in cattle to actually have transparency on the labels. And uh, sadly, it was defeated along party lines in the state of Missouri. So, uh, you know, I know there's farmers out there that actually want a marketing advantage of having more natural products, not tainted with genetics. I, I think they should move forward to try to label the products as not being genetically tainted. And again, I think we need swift regulatory action to get this threat out of the American food supply.
4: Certainly. Well, speaking about where there is a lot of room for improvement from our elected lawmakers, I think we could, of course, talk about gain of function research, spending and sending millions, not tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in taxpayer funds overseas to the existential threat that is the Chinese Communist Party to conduct risky research on bat coronaviruses. Now, if I would have said that three years ago, I would have been called a crazy conspiracy theorist. But now, of course, the mainstream media, even an interesting bombshell report breaking just a few days ago, sort of admitting what we've been saying here in the war room for a very long time, that the Chinese Communist Party-run lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, was indeed toying around with strains of coronavirus, specifically bat coronaviruses, I'm just curious, uh, Dr. McCullough, we've obviously here in the war room and, you know, different alternative media outlets been proven right um, on the origins of COVID, I think the mainstream media has had to secretly admit it as much as it pains them. And obviously, I think history is on our side when it comes to COVID-19 vaccines. But in your opinion, I, I don't think there's been as much of an admission of guilt from the mainstream media, from the establishment, uh, in terms of how wrong they were and how miscalculated and misguided they were with COVID-19 vaccines. Do you think that we will, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but you can correct me, but, Do you think that we will eventually reach that point or do you think they're still going to try to jam uh, these COVID-19 jabs and mRNA vaccines? I was going to say down down our throat, but maybe into our arms is a better uh, term terminology
3: to use. You know, I think the next inflection point is going to be the declassification of the of all the U.S. agency documents over the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You know, our official government narrative for three years was that uh, in a deceptive campaign that the virus arose out of nature, out of a fish market in Wuhan, China. This was orchestrated by former NIA Director Fauci, former NIH Director Francis Collins, a uh, welcome trust scientist at the time, Jeremy Farrar, who's now been uh, rewarded with chief scientist position at WHO, and Peter Daszak of the EcoHealth Alliance, the NGO that was shuttling the research plans and monies to the Chinese. They actually intentionally uh, deceived the world for nearly three years with uh, 12 fraudulent papers claiming that the vaccine arose out of, out of nature. Now with some uh, House and Senate investigations, all the agencies, all the agencies, so CDC via former Director Redfield, uh, the uh, FBI, CIA, National Security Agency, Um, the National Institutes of Health, Department of Energy, they all admit they have a hand in what went on in Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now we need to see declassification of the documents, see what really was going on, and why did our government attempt to actually conspire to conceal a biosecurity threat to the entire country and whole world? We all got sick with this virus, and it was a US creation outsourced to a Chinese biosecurity lab.
4: Real quick, I got to let you go in about a minute and a half, but do you think that the cover-up of the actual origins of COVID is as big, if not bigger, than the cover-up that we saw of the true impacts and negative side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines? Where do you think there's been more misinformation ironically I'll use the term uh, but spread whether by the US government or authorities like the WHO the WEF like I said got about a minute
3: I think the greatest harm has been the, the direct deception on the safety of the COVID-19 vaccines we've learned now through uh, you know court order documents that Pfizer knew about 1223 deaths that occurred uh, almost immediately after taking the vaccine first 90 days it should have been pulled off the market In January of 2021, our government has still not acknowledged uh, the large numbers of injuries, disabilities and deaths that have occurred and directly attributed to the vaccines. Over 3,400 peer-reviewed papers now on vaccine casualties and the mechanisms by which this happens. Americans are furious.
4: And Dr. McCullough, if people want to stay up to date with what you're working on and find you on social media, where can they go?
3: Uh, You can go to my website, PeterMcCulloughMD.com. That'll take you everywhere. I have the top practicing doctor account on Twitter, America Out Loud Talk, Radio McCullough Report, Courageous Discourse, Substack. And then be sure uh, to tune in to, uh, you know, to uh, take a look at my book at uh, CourageToFaceCovid.com.
4: Thank you so much, sir, for joining us. You're a true hero, a gentleman, and a scholar. Warren Posse, we will be right back. Jane Circle, Jack Vasovic, so much.
0: Friends, I can't believe the dire headlines we're facing in the world today. Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is in your family's food security. Let me repeat that. Your family's food security. The reality is you might not be able to find food when the next disaster strikes. Grocery stores will be empty because roads will be closed and trucks won't be able to make deliveries. When that happens... You need emergency food in full supply. That's why I urge you to grab a three month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. That's My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. The food in these kits lasts up to 25 years, which means your family will stay fed while others wait for government handouts. Don't delay. Order your three month emergency food kit today and save two hundred bucks per kit. It's easy to order. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. That's mypatriotsupply.com. You'll get fast and free shipping. Do this today or you'll regret it tomorrow. Mypatriotsupply.com. Mypatriotsupply.com. Take action, action, action. Do it today.
2: Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. And there was no Ukrainian investigation into Burisma. That was a British investigation which collapsed because the corrupt Ukrainian prosecutor general refused to help with it. But don't take my word for it, since what I say is not evidence, because I, like my Republican colleagues, obviously have no firsthand knowledge of what happened in Ukraine in 2016. Instead, we know this from people who do have that knowledge. Numerous State Department officials and members of the intelligence community who are the country's foremost experts on Russia and Ukraine. Like Masha Yovanovitch, a decorated foreign service official who was the ambassador to Ukraine from 2016 until she was unceremoniously and undeservedly fired by President Trump in the spring of 2019. And Bill Taylor, Another former ambassador to Ukraine who took over for ambassador to Fiona Hill, one of the country's foremost Russia experts. And George Kent, perhaps the State Department's foremost Ukraine expert.
4: I, I can only take so much of that. And you know what, Representative Goldman? I won't take you at your word. You know why? Because as someone who has Hunter Biden's hard drive and has done a lot of reporting on it, There's a lot of emails and evidence that directly contradicts everything that you're lying about. And by the way, the fact that he's even making that speech shows you how in full-blown panic mode they are. But since I like to bring receipts, it's a 2015 email from a high-ranking Burisma official to Hunter Biden. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and pleasure. An honor and pleasure... I'm sure. And by the way, before we get to our next guest, Mike Davis, all those names that he was rattling off, the Masha Yovanovitch, George Kent, Bill Taylor. You guys might remember those names if you're real OG War Room fans back when they started the show When it was war room impeachment, it is funny how everything sort of seems to come back to these same key characters who really are the bedrock of the administrative state, right? Lightning doesn't strike the same place twice. It is interesting when you see these same key core figures who are globalists to their core, up to their knees, and what is the administrative state here in Washington, D.C.? They always seem to be rearing their ugly heads, no matter what the scandal is, always finding a way to nullify, whether it's Donald Trump or... just the populist agenda more broadly. And someone who's been doing some very solid defending of the president, Donald J. Trump, is, of course, Mike Davis, who joins us now to unpack everything new on the front that is the Burisma whistleblower. There's a lot of news going on about the safety, about whether or not said person is alive. I guess Comer uh, uncovered 20 to 30 million dollars more in bribes that the Biden family allegedly took in from foreign nationals. Mike, as you always do with such intellect, can you please break down for us what the latest is on the Biden pay for play scheme front?
7: Well, Natalie, I have no idea what you're talking about because all we've been hearing about (laughs) is President Trump and his fight with librarians (laughs) and other bureaucrats over his overdue library books that he didn't check out properly, apparently. And so Biden's gonna put him in prison to die. Uh, and so he doesn't have to face him in November 2024. <laughs> what, what, what is this barisma you talk about? I've never heard about this, Natalie. I mean, look, this is what happened. President Obama put Vice President Joe Biden in charge of Ukraine, right? That was, that was his deal as vice president and the Bidens cashed in handsomely. It seems like every Biden was on Burisma's payroll, except for this four-year-old granddaughter uh, down in Arkansas. Uh, Hunter's down there doing a paternity test, apparently, or paternity hearing. That that four-year-old granddaughter seems like the only Biden not getting money from Burisma. So Biden, Vice President Biden, is in charge of Burisma. There is an allegation that's been at the FBI since at least 2017 that then Vice President Joe Biden, who said he had nothing to do with Hunter's business dealings. Hunter just happened to put away his crack pipe and his paintbrush and became a geopolitical expert on Ukraine. Uh, Joe Biden took a ten million bribe from Ukraine, five to Hunter, five to Joe, apparently, according to this whistleblower who the FBI paid $200,000 over 10 years. But we'll ignore that. Apparently, this whistleblower is not credible anymore. Um, because it's dealing with the Bidens. And Joe Biden got this Ukraine president to fire this Ukraine prosecutor who was investigating Burisma in the Bidens, or Biden said that he's going to cut off a billion dollars in USA, Right? That's one allegation. There are 17 tapes, audio recordings. This Burisma executive was apparently a Russian agent, and Biden was too stupid to understand that. So he walked right into a blackmail trap with Russia, apparently. So 17 tapes, 15 with Hunter, two with Joe Biden himself. The FBI has apparently had this evidence uh, for five years, six years. They sat on it through the 2020 presidential election, so they know that a uh, potential president of the United States could be compromised, and they didn't think it was a good idea to let anyone know, maybe the American people, that, hey, you should probably know about this because you could have a compromised President of the United States who needs to be impeached and removed. There's more evidence that the Bidens took $6 million. Comer uh, has the bank records from Chinese oligarchs. That's just one of 11 bank accounts. So $16 million between Burisma and this one of 11 bank accounts. And apparently Comer has many, many more. The House Republicans need to open an impeachment inquiry. An impeachment inquiry does not meet impeachment. It just gives the House Republicans substantial power to subpoena records over executive privilege and similar claims because we have a clearly compromised president of the United States. And if that's the case, he cannot stay in
2: office.
4: I don't even think Hunter Biden could find Ukraine on a map if his next crack hit or hooker uh, depended on it. To be well, frank, and I think, and a, I think it's, it's obvious why. The... If
7: his <laughs> hookers depend on, I bet you he could. <laughs> Maybe the crack too. Everything else, I don't.
4: I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I I usually agree with you, but. I'm going to have to push back that I think the fact checkers may uh, may disagree with you on that. Uh, but it's obvious why the administrative state would want some a candidate, right, running the executive branch that they can control is so weak. So, of course, they're going to run interference for him to make sure that any of the policies he puts out don't directly threaten uh, their very well being. But, Mike, I think we're going to have to let you go in about two minutes because we've got to get to Jane, who is live out, unfortunately for her. In Los Angeles, uh, but real quick, you had an interesting uh, comparison or analysis of how the mainstream media was tweeting—was viol- uh, uh, treating rather—violations uh, of the Espionage Act. Right when Trump does it, it's one standard of justice. Uh, when anyone else does it, they get praised by the mainstream media. Real quick on that before I got to let you go.
7: Oh yeah, the guy who, who did the the the, the de- defense intelligence official who released the Pentagon Papers committed espionage and somehow got out of his. His He got out of his espionage charges, died today. The New York Times is lauding him, praising him. One week ago today, they were going after President Trump at the New York Times for a former president having his presidential records in the office of former president, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. So uh, two different standards at the New York Times in one week.
4: The New York Times having two different standards in a country where there's two different standards of justice. I'm so surprised. Obviously, I'm kidding. Mike Davis, I'm not kidding when I say thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you and stay up to date with what you're working on, where can they find you?
7: Very quickly, donate at article3project.org, (laughs) article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project, number three project on Getter Twitter Truth. My personal is at mrd. D-M-I-A, and I'm not suicidal if the CIA wants to take me out. so. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Natalie.
8: Mike,
4: thank you so much for joining us. Moving on, we got Jane Zirkel, but before we get to her, real quick... I am not suicidal either. I get a very good night's sleep. I'm in perfect health. And do you know why that is? That's because I use MyPillow, specifically MyPillow 2.0, and even more so because I use promo code WARROOM, which is the best promo code in the game. If you want to support Mike Lindell and everyone and everything he's doing for election integrity, make sure you head over to their website. Maybe get yourself some new summer linens. I'm sure MyPillow has a wonderful collection just for you. Talking about getting in the fight, we sent Jane Zirkel on assignment all the way out to my hometown of Los Angeles to cover what is going on. Uh, we have a march. I believe the group is Catholics for Catholics opposing uh, what the Dodgers want to do when it comes to—it's blasphemy, let's call it what it is— uh, inviting this just deranged and degenerate uh, group to— Dodger Stadium if I'm not mistaken I'm not really a sports person so I guess uh, <laughs> I'm showing that fact right now but Jane walk us through is War Room Posse showing up what is the temperature on the ground there
8: Yes, so hundreds are expected to be here tonight in what they are calling a prayerful procession in response to a drag queen group known as the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence receiving the Community Hero Award tonight during the Dodgers pregame ceremony. Now, this has sparked outrage from across the Catholic community, and it is going to be an event to remember because, you know, this week we've had with the Trump indictment and what it's put on display, how— Donald Trump is regime enemy number one. And similarly, Christians and Catholics have been an enemy of this regime. As we've seen the Biden DOJ go after individuals such as Pastor Mark Howth. You remember back in January, he received an 11 year recommendation from the Biden DOJ that he was ultimately acquitted of. But you contrast that with individuals such as the transgender individual who vandalized several Catholic churches up in Washington. The DOJ didn't recommend any jail time for them. But what people understand here is that as long as God's involved, they do not answer to the federal government. And that's what the federal government is afraid of.
4: Certainly. So, Jane, again, hit us one more time. Last minute, people who are on the West Coast who are out in L.A., if they want to join, where exactly is this prayerful procession going on? How many people are expected to come? Uh, And is there going to be a lot of war room posse there?
8: Yes, yeah, so come on out. We're right outside of the Dodger Stadium in Parking Lot Thirteen. Is this, and you can, you I can I take a picture? Yes. Are you live? Is this oh thing on? Oh my goodness!
4: What's going Who let on him here? on the show? Oh, you got You got
0: all the girls <laughs> Hello, on the show. All the
6: great Patriots are on this show. What's going <laughs> on.
0: I'm trying to find. Is there the Sisters of Perpetual Mercy around here? I heard Steve is trying to go with the
2: makeup the camera. I don't know. I love you guys. <laughs> Shout out to the War Room Posse. We are here. They're not going to take this from us
4: I think we were Every just uh, interrupted by some so just kidding. <laughs> I love it I'm I so glad see to see Jack is there we, we did this is why we love doing live shows because you never know who's going to show up and crash your frame and crash your shot Jane if people want to follow you and stay up to date with you in the march where can they find you
8: You can find me at Jane Zirkle across platforms. Grace Chong and I will be posting updates throughout the evening.
4: Awesome. Jane, thank you so much. Thank you for trekking all the way out to the hellhole that is Los Angeles, no pun intended, uh, to cover it. Warren Posse, we got Andy Biggs joining us after the break, but I just have to say to the FBI, you know, you're so concerned about hate crimes and violence and domestic extremism. Have you released the memo that the trans shooter wrote I don't think so. We're still waiting on that. Don't think we've forgotten. And just a, just a fun fact. People may remember when I used to work at the National Pulse as an investigative reporter. We helped Break the story that Sam Brinton, one of the top nuclear energy advisors to Joe Biden, I believe one of the first and most prominent transgender appointees, he was the one that was into the weird kink, weird fetish stuff in the doggy suits. I will keep the program PG-13. I don't even know if it's PG-13. I'll try to keep it PG. But fun fact, he is a member of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence So the Biden regime is also linked to this blasphemous Catholic group. That's, of course, the same appointee who I think was arrested for stealing a bunch of suitcases from people flying in and out of D.C., stealing like traditional African garb. Really, every part of the story is as absurd as the fact, really as absurd as the way he looks. So I will too mean. We'll
0: be right back. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey. Whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise.
3: new social media
5: taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and cancelling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter
2: has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now. They've been after Trump from the beginning, but...
6: Questions swirl around President Biden's handling of classified documents.
3: Found in President Biden's garage. Multiple classified documents.
6: You and the former president are both now under investigation by the Justice Department. But they didn't indict Biden. Instead, Biden's
2: DOJ went after Trump. Anything to block him from becoming president again. Stand with President Trump against Biden's corruption. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
4: Welcome back to the War Room. We are joined by MAGA fighter, or should I say ultra MAGA fighter, and probably the cartel's worst nightmare, Andy Biggs, who's been spearheading efforts to impeach probably one of the most deserving individuals of being impeached, that is, of course, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. There's an interesting article in Politico just a few days ago talking about how, as expected, the establishment Republicans are up to their old tricks and not wanting to do anything on immigration because they would have probably upset their big donors who just want the open border for cheap labor, and the Democrats want it, of course, for free votes. Congressman, if you can let the war room posse know where we stand on this crusade, because that's really what it is, to impeach Mayorkas, what's going on in the in the back room.
1: Well, so um, actually, some of my colleagues who were uh, never impeachment types uh, months ago have now come on over and they're telling me that they are open to uh, the argument. And I think we can make the argument once we make the case. I think we're going to get more people on board. You know, you're dealing with, however, some of these uh, these same people that were content to uh, hurt us in the debt ceiling deal. They voted specifically against some of uh, the conservatives' amendments this week. Uh, we're dealing with those guys. But the, the bottom line is, I think America un- understands clearly that Mayorkas is the guy who's rigged the border. And my colleagues uh, are starting to come around. And the first step, of course, Natalie, is to get the Judiciary Committee on board and ready to go. And I think we're inches away from getting that done. I, I, a month ago, I told you I didn't think we were gonna get it done probably, but now I'm beginning to think we can get the, uh, the entire Judiciary Committee to come out, come around.
4: Well, that's wonderful news. And I feel bad because I think every time I have you on the show, I always ask you questions where I sort of force you into a corner to give me answers that really just depress the war room audience. But I'm glad you have good news for us. Uh, for once, I guess bad news for, for my Uh, but speaking of bad news for the Biden family, it seemed you're, you're a member of the oversight committee and kudos for all the wonderful investigative work you guys have been doing. Um, but breaking news that James Comer has obtained or is in the midst of obtaining more bank records and financial transactions that show somewhere in the range of 20 to $30 million from foreign nationals directly uh, going to support the Biden family. Can you let the War Room Posse know what's going on uh, with that?
1: Yeah, so we are receiving more uh, bank records uh, early next week. Those bank records, we, we've been wow. told, are going to reflect mm-hmm. even more uh, transactions. So right now we know uh, by, by the way, this is just out of Ukraine was the 10 million. And, and we had millions coming from China and Romania. So there's multiple. You're well over $10 million there. Uh, but we, when we get the new documents, the new bank transaction reports, we believe that it's going to be north of 20, probably around 30 million. But Natalie, I'll just tell you, I think this is the tip of the iceberg. I think there's actually tens of millions of dollars above that as well. Um, I just just so you know, I mean, like like Hunter Biden, uh, multiple occasions received a million dollars to his account here or there and immediately turned around and spent it. So uh, there's a lot of money that has flowed into the uh, flowed into the Biden family uh, syndicate over the last uh, 10 or 15 years.
4: And when you say Biden family, obviously, there's some wonderful clips when reporters say the term big guy to Joe Biden. He loses it. He refuses to answer questions about whether or not he directly benefited. Uh, But do you know um, or can you sort of maybe color within the lines a little bit when it comes to these actual financial transaction records, how they or if they don't implicate Joe Biden himself? Or is this more just to do with Hunter Biden?
1: It's the entire Biden family. Um, what we've had trouble doing is getting the direct link, because uh, as as the Ukrainian oligarch who gave Joe Biden 5, billion, uh, five million and Hunter Biden five million, has told us, not us, but in the, through the report, he said, "Look, here's the deal. I, I basically never gave directly to Joe because I was trying to cover it up through these LLCs, these these uh, uh, bank b- bank transactions, which would hide the." the money going to Joe because he didn't want to have any connection to Joe and vice versa, because they knew that that would be criminal on nature. So they were trying to hide it. Uh, But in the meantime, the entire family uh, looks like they've been receiving money. So, so you had a Romanian uh, business business uh, man that sent money to the Biden family. It got laundered and ended up, some of it ended up into a grandkid of Joe Biden. So all of this goes around and, um, What's really tying this in, in this for, for this one particular set of transactions from Ukraine is that the, um, the oligarch said direct, that directly he talked to Joe, and supposedly there's audio on that. I haven't heard that yet. But he said he talked to Joe directly, and this was in a quid pro quo for the, for the inducement to fire The Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating the oligarchs company, Burisma Oil and Gas. So you have a pro quo. You have the guy saying that they gave him money. And you also have uh, uh, bank transactions which show the money.
4: So safe to say that you won't be heeding your colleague, Representative Dan Goldman's, advice to just uh, drop the whole Burisma investigation and that there's actually no there there. Uh, Congressman Biggs, thank you so much for joining us on a Friday. If people want to follow you and stay up to date with everything you're working on, where can they find you?
1: At Rep. Andy Biggs, A-Z, or uh, go to my official site, biggs.house.gov.
4: Thank you, sir. Thanks, Thanks, Ned. And thank you, Warren Posse, for hanging with me. By the way, just have to say, it's sort of crazy to me that Hunter Biden, no Foreign Agent Registration Act registrations, let alone violations. But I think for people who've been watching the show for long enough, you understand that the administrative state doesn't go after and prosecute their own. They only go after presidential candidates and presidents who dare to defy them and not start new endless forever wars and actually put the American people first. What a novel concept. Well, we'll see you at 6 p.m. Steve Bannon. Hosting.
0: In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve, ekpure.com, code Steve. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that, Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case.